live from our kitchen studio, it's the Dumbass Fantasy Podcast Podcast Podcast. And live from quarantine, it's the Dumbass Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan, and I'm here with Andrew. What's happening, guys? And uh, in replacement of Shane, we've got Wayne, a.k.a. Mark. What's up? What's happening, brother? Long time no see. I can't remember the last time I was on a pod. For real, it's been a minute, that's for sure. Shane is uh, installing some pools. He's, uh, He's out there hustling, out there grinding. Uh, he, he might what we call a pool boy. He uh, likes to fuck lonely housewives. Can't he he might be popping in uh, here or there just because uh, he said he was going to be here. We had him here at the beginning and then we lost him. So we'll see. We're leaving yeah, and this. Usually uh, we, yeah, and usually we use what uh, Zoom, but today we are using House Party. Big fan of that. Just give away all our fucking secrets, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, House Party, great app. Fun, 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 fun for quarantine. Yep, absolutely. So the last time you guys we... want to play some chips and dips during this? No. The last time we spoke, what the hell does that even mean? It's one of the fucking house party games, the fucking guacamole, <laughs> chips and guac <laughs> trivia, heads up, whatever. <laughs> Quick draws, fun. Yeah. Um, last time we spoke, uh, we talked about our predictions for the draft. So. Um, now the draft is over. It is. Uh, oh my god! It's almost June. Jesus fuck! It yeah, is May twenty first. Yeah, we we've been slacking, but hey, it's quarantine. We got, um, I guess, nothing to do. So really, no excuses. I'm just gonna retract that <laughs> statement. <laughs> but you know how yeah. everybody's out here doing doing their damn thing. Uh, we're in Illinois, and uh, looks like we're moving to phase three soon, which means some uh, restaurants are going to be opening and uh, bar- barbershops and shit. Yeah, probably will not be any restaurants still too much unless they're pretty secluded. Just bro, I will not be just, going nowhere. I'm still letting the hair I, grow. Yeah, I just don't think that Get this is a good on. idea. I just yeah, I just I just don't think this opening. Is a good idea. You know, I've been hearing way too much negative stuff still. It's definitely too early. We're having a 9-11 every day, brother. You think it's just like our governor getting so much shit from everybody? See, he's doing it like halfway decent compared to other That's states. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I'm... So when he was like, yeah, we're opening the 29th, I was just like, I'm kind of surprised. I thought... This would extend even longer. If we open the 29th, it's going to go back to phase one because there's going to be a huge fucking uptake in cases and deaths. What uh, what kills me about this whole thing is that like countries now who've been locked down since like January are starting to reemerge a little bit, almost in June, like almost five and a half, six months of lockdown. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's been seven weeks. All right, we're back to normal. Like it, like. <laughs> We've literally, it's literally been almost exactly like two months and everything went on. Yeah, it's, it's not it's long like, enough. Oh, like we're cured. We're fine. How you it's guys, 100% scary. How you guys been holding up in quarantine? Working, man. Working, yeah. working, and working. Yeah, yeah, working. It's been helping keep me sane. But other than that, I, I need a haircut really badly. I need a beard trim really badly. Man, Mark, you should uh, you should man bun your hair like me, and then man bun your beard, beard bun. Should I do? Should I do a reverse man bun and just have like a, a little unicorn alfalfa? Point? All right, your hair's not that long. Andrew could get. Andrew's no, close. 
Yeah, my front hair like goes like all the way down to my freaking. Yeah, it gets it's getting Dude, long. My shit's getting close to my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing we've had has been football. Football has stayed pretty constant. Every it seems to be it's like it's gonna start on time. So for it's so this quarantine is still giving us way too much time to look at fantasy football. Way too much. Nice. Our dynasty league has been arguably too popping. Yeah, and I like it. I mean, I love it. I, I, I mean, there's, there's really nothing to do at this time, and even if we did have stuff to do, I don't care. Like, I, I love, I love staying active. I, I love bugging everybody. Like, it's, it's fun. It is fun. It is fun. Like, this is the most actively that league I've ever been in by far. Andrew will send us like five different like trade scenarios where it's like, all right, if you trade your second round pick to like ryan for his second round pick and then i'll trade my second round pick and we'll all just trade second round picks we might just who knows who'll get the better pick. you're right i love scenarios i love setting up scenarios for people that that doesn't even have to do with me like today i was like mark you should trade this person for something you know (laughs) i love doing that shit and then then i feel like you got saquon just because you like kept it kept annoying another guy in our chat it is non-stop like let me get saquon let me get saquon let me get yes we can talk about that yeah, we could talk about that real quick. So we did our rookie draft, um, which we yes, might talk sir. about on a later pod, or we might we're gonna reference it regardless today. Um, but one of the guys that owns both CMC and Saquon said that he wanted to unload Saquon for a package. He didn't have any wide receivers, basically turning the next probably few weeks into the Saquon sweepstakes. And it was basically just Ryan, me, and Shane kind of. Um, I ended up getting, trade. yeah, I ended up getting that trade done uh, uh, for Mike Evans, a first, and CD Lamb for him in a second. I think it's great value for both ends. It was a but, good deal. You probably should have paid more, but yeah, I should have probably paid a little bit more. But it was, uh, it was good. Can't be mad. Good trade. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, boys, we are here to talk about the draft and landing spots. Now that we are totally familiar with everything that's happened, like I know before we were, you know, a little uh, less informed on rookies and where they were going to land and all that shit. Now that we have concrete landing spots and uh, more news coming out from teams, a lot of teams are starting to like have small practices. And I think they said like yeah. by the end of this month, like uh, they'll be able to practice except for like California who's still on lockdown, but they can always just go to Vegas or whatever. Yeah, you've been seeing some like big players get with some of their teammates. You've seen like Tom Brady get his wide receivers together. Brady you've seen there, little stuff like that. Big Ben out there with Juju. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did James you guys... Connor. Don't forget about James Connor. Juju and James oh, Connor were Mark. working out. Did you guys see that? Uh, since the Josh Allen wasn't able to work out with his players, he's been playing uh, 2K and Madden with uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs. <laughs> That's dope. I did not see that. Uh, just to kind of start bonding together and stuff like that. We've been playing a lot um, of video but, games here in quarantine, that's for sure. Yes, yes, we have. Andrew's turned also, into a gamer. Andrew, Andrew dusts off his PlayStation he's had for like three years just to play Call of Duty with us. And now he's like, what gun should I use? Should I upgrade this gun? Like, I'm really excited to play. <laughs> I Honestly, I, I, I do look forward to my to my like nights when I start playing because it's just, I mean, it's so much fun. And it like gives me an extra boost of energy. I don't know why. It it's gives fun me to hang with the boys, time. man. That is that is true. Anybody who plays but, Call of Duty on PlayStation, hit us up. <laughs> but this was a this is the first year. Obviously, we had a virtual draft. Um, yeah, we like to do our drafts s- in person, and uh, this one we had to no, do no, over no, Zoom. like the NFL draft. 
Oh, well, that's true, too. Both of them, our rookie <laughs> draft and the NFL draft. Yeah. How do you guys think the NFL draft went kind of, like, virtually? Um, For as virtual and as rough as it was, from what you expect for a dry run, it, it was pretty good. I think it was better yeah. than expected. I was expecting a lot more yeah. hiccups. A bunch of boomers running technical shit. Are you kidding me? And it was it. There was literally none. The only the only awkward thing that made me cringe was Roger Goodell. Like, oh, that's he's it. so awkward, man. I know we all used to make fun of like, was it Romo? Like when he never like had to like he never knew what to do with his hands when he was talking. And then it's like Goodell. He just stands like a fucking robot the whole time, man. Like how cringy was it when he would turn to his TV with like the separated? Let's like, hear it, fans. Chiefs fans. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, it's they like, couldn't hey. hear him, like. It's like they're gonna be picking in like ten seconds. So start booing. Oh guys, come on! Oh, oh that shit. That was really bad. annoying. The the boo the commissioner thing. Like they they flipped around. They flipped the boos to like a a publicity stunt. That pissed me off. Yeah. If it was like if it was the first pick with the Bengals and he got booed, okay, that's fine. But like every single pick, he just gets booed. Like I know he gets booed in real life, but yeah, but the fact like that they were playing into it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think it was kind of funny. I saw a video of like because there's tons of cheerleaders and stuff, and there was a girl videotaping like the cheerleader in her little corner of a room, like with yeah, her like the girl who was like, like a roommate there. of a cheerleader, and she was like, "My yeah. roommate's on the NFL draft." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. yeah. I was uh, I was really hoping someone would um, hack hack the uh, Bengals pick because we all know it's going to be Joe Burrow. And I was just really hoping that someone will just hack into like the NFL system, whatever, and just have him draft like a punter first overall, and then that's like their final choice, and they can't do anything about it. That, that would have been cost, awesome. That would have caught so much shit if like their teams would be like, "Yeah, he has to pick that guy now." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, other yeah. teams would have been like sabotaging. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like people just start like every single time. It's like they do a player profile. It's just the guy who with the giant man meat it's just like they just hack that so anytime they pick someone's is that that would have been hilarious too yeah but leading into the first pick of the draft mark you said it you said it right there it was joe burrow yes it was bangles am i supposed to talk about him now or no we're just sure what what did you think of joe burrow's landing spot mark well i mean he's in cincinnati so he has a tough road ahead of him um anyone who goes to cincinnati i feel kind of bad for um, but I think I think Burrow has you know you, you hear the talk of like a can't miss draft product whatever like he's a, he's the next best thing but I really think Joe Burrow can uh, can tear it up in the league he is he is older than a couple of rookies he is twenty three mm-hmm. in perspective Lamar Jackson is actually younger than Joe Burrow so just think about that Joe Burrow's an old so he, an old head he's yeah, a redshirt so he, senior. Yeah, and um, I think he might. I think just him being like a fifth year game drafted at twenty three, I think he's gonna have like a sense of maturity, and he's coming out day one leading the guys. And I think he and Tyler Boyd, if AJ Green's still there, like the Bengals have. And uh, who was the other one? Let me check my cheat. Was it T Higgins who got drafted by them? T yeah. Higgins and T Higgins. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, they have a they have a young team where. You know, if the Browns go like six and ten this year, that's a very good Bengals. Sorry, if the Bengals go six and ten this year, I think that's a successful rookie year for Joe Burrow, and he makes progression. It's crazy to me to that MVP, but... Burrow just got drafted at twenty three, and a guy like Zeke, who's been in the league for which seems like forever, is only twenty four. <laughs> yeah, is that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow is going into. 
terrible organization, but a pretty good supporting cast right now. They mm-hmm. they beef they beat they're getting some old line guys that were injured last season back. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's in he's he's in a good position to be relevant this season, which is kind of nice. Um, is he gonna take him to playoffs? Obviously not. But hey, you um, never know, you know, buddy. Yeah, it's true. But for a landing spot, it's definitely not bad. And they spent some money in the in the off season, had their new coach, so it's it's gonna be fun to see. For yeah. when it comes to bro, it's a landing spot that everybody knew was gonna happen. So it's like, yeah, it's nothing. There's not that much to talk about. But uh, moving on to Miami with the fifth overall pick, they took Tua T. Not gonna pr- pronounce, pronounce it. <laughs> Tunga Viola. So, yeah, I think, you, I think that's it. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Bitch, put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of uh, speculation that that the um, that the that the Dolphins wanted to move up to the second pick and keep the fifth pick. You know, trying to get a, like a couple guys um, ended up not happening. There wasn't many trades, which even though they're pretty much projected in the first ten picks, um, but they got the second, arguably maybe the first best quarterback off the board. Uh, Tua is a stud, but has that injury issue with him. Injury issue and potentially may not be game ready, like to be the starter. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if any, I, th- I think he won't. If if he's not ready, it's because he it's because of this quarantine issue. You know, he hasn't had time to get the playbook to get you know that camaraderie with the rest of the team. You know, if if there's an issue that he doesn't start, it's because of that. And uh, can we just have a moment of silence for our boy Josh Rosen, who has been absolutely. In the worst situation ever of any first round uh, quarterback no. you've ever imagined the last two years. <laughs> he sucked. He sucked. It was not good. He has potential. No, he was <laughs> when He's he played like... when he played with the Cardinals, he was terrible. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even close. Like it was bad. He had he showed he showed nothing in that year. I know he's its rookie year, but I don't I don't I think he's gonna be a decent backup for a team. No moment of silence. You cannot call for moment of silences, Mark. <laughs> no, no, well, not, also not put, with Rosen. <laughs> to put things into perspective, Sam Ro- or Josh Rosen is younger than Joe Burrow. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> wait, how old is Rosen? 22? 23. They're like a month apart. Oh, okay. That They're the same age. Relax. I'm just saying the, should the, get... one... the Bears should get Rosen. Yeah, the Bears should just get Josh Rosen. Be just in case that Foles and Trubisky both suck. We're gonna be Who the knows? team with fucking seventeen QBs and seventeen tight ends. But all <laughs> the all the quarterbacks had to be like the last the quarterbacks from the last couple of years that haven't lived up to expectations. So we need like Deshaun Kaiser, and Mitch Trubisky. We oh, need uh, Josh Rosen. We need we need all of them. No, we yeah. don't. Someone reach their potential, please. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, that's true. I've I was against. When it comes to uh, the Bears quarterback situation, I think Foles was the worst one that was on the market that they could have gotten. But I'm still mm-hmm. I'm back in Foles. I saw today there was a thing saying that uh, Foles didn't come to the Bears to play backup. He fully intends to, yeah. quote-unquote, win the role. Like I doubt it would be even that much of a competition. But I think Foles is the starter week one for Chicago. Just to imagine, yeah. we, yeah. Gave up, we gave up, what, a fourth pick or a second-round pick? I believe it was a fourth. For, for Foles. Fourth. Yeah. yeah. 
we could have we could have we could have signed Jameis or Cam Newton for pennies. Cam, dude, because we had to take on Foles' Cam's existing contract. There. The other guys didn't have existing contracts. Like we're already like twenty million in the hole, and then we sign him for a deal, and it's like, uh. Yeah, it was... Gummit, we could have gotten Philip Rivers and his eighteen kids. No, One fuck of them's that fool. Be... <laughs> we could have yeah. had that kid become our O lineman too. Back to the <laughs> Dolphins, to a Tunga Viola. Um, honestly, like the Dolphins, they're they're not ready yet. So I would not be surprised if Tua just like sits a whole year, learns behind a professional, uh... learns behind a, a starter, and then because next year with the Dolphins, they still got a lot of picks next year. That's when things yeah. are going to happen. That's when the they Dolphins should take three is going to be their year. Twenty twenty three is going to be a very scary year for them. I agree with that. I think I think they're going to tank again, and I think they're going to try to compete next year. Yeah, twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. That's that's the Dolphins. That's when the Dolphins. That's when Shane's going to lose his fucking mind as the Dolphins are winning games. That's so true. Especially all right. Not even on the the not even like in addition to all that fucking the Patriots are no longer the Patriots. I have no idea what they're going to do as you a team. You don't know. You don't it's, know. I guess it's fucking <laughs> Stidham, dude. Stidham could win MVP. Who knows? With well, let's not get crazy. Let's move on to pick six. Uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert to the Chargers. Someone that you drafted in your in our dynasty rookie draft, yeah, rookie Ryan. draft, yes. I got him at the sixth pick, too. Could you believe it? Yeah, he's probably in the best position right now with the weapon and the team around him. I think the Chargers are a contender. 100%. If they had a, like, real good quality. I, I don't know if Herbert's a quality quarterback yet, but if he is, they're going to be pretty good. They have a great defense and tons of weapons. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Justin Herbert is going to be a bust. As There's there's <laughs> there's a there's a possibility just because... Um, I mean, if he has a good pocket, I heard he's freaking amazing. He's but the, the tape, but the tape says once you put pressure on him, it is bad. Sounds so uh, sounds a, a little familiar to our boy Mitch here. Yeah, so it's gonna be <laughs> something he's gonna have to definitely work through. Um, but if he can figure that out, who do you think he's gonna be a hit? Who do you think is the starter in Los Angeles? Tyrod Taylor or Herbert? It's gonna be Tyrod for the first couple weeks. Like it, Tyrod might even be something like an Alex Smith type, where he might play all season loses and have like a decent year and that no like when he was in kansas <laughs> city and like uh and then maybe they trade him away and have like justin herbert take over next year like how they had Mahomes take over the following year so it might be something so, like that or he sucks and herbert starts week six you know i can see I think, herbert taking I, yeah. over halfway the reason why it's because they had their the hardest part of the schedule is at the beginning mm-hmm. um so if Tyrod doesn't perform in those first four to five weeks, they're gonna yeah. give Herbert they're they're gonna give Herbert his shot. He's gonna look um, like uh, Haskins last year. Yeah, kind of like that, or even yeah, yeah, just yeah, just like that. So, um, but he has lots of weapons: Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Don't bring up Austin that name Eckler. on this podcast. Mike Dub. <laughs> yeah, the real Mike Dub. I'm yeah. I all right. Well, here, here, here. Receiver next year. Shut up. Here's a question: uh, Who plays an NFL snap first, Tua or Herbert? Herbert. Herbert. Interesting. I kind of I, agree. I honestly feel like I yeah. feel like Tua might even just be the third string on the Dolphins. Well, he's right now. definitely so not going to be the third string, but I think he'll just sit. They might feel sit. comfortable with uh, Rosen being the second string, and then maybe they maybe Fitzmagic looks terrible. 
and it becomes Fitz Tragic. Rosen looks decent, <laughs> and then they can trade Rosen away. Let's check the Dolphins' depth chart. As of right now, it's Fitzpatrick, Tua, then Rosen. Yeah. Rosen Everyone is not ignore what I just said. Wow, the <laughs> Dolphins' the Dolphins running back core is Howard 1, Brita 2, Laird 3. It's so weird to see. I'm so used to Brita being on the Niners, man. Yeah, and then Kalen yeah, Balaj. Kalen Balaj is behind Patrick Laird. <laughs> what a fall from grace that was. That's rough. Yeah, so you definitely know that the Dolphins are going to draft an RB next year. <laughs> well, a lot of people but, thought um, they were going to get an RB this year. Yeah. All right. So going forward in the draft, the first wide receiver. Yes, coming let's off the get board, off QBs. Huge, yeah. So a huge surprise. Um, was Henry Ruggs the third going to the Raiders at pick 12? Uh, so this guy the... was. Go ahead. Uh, so this guy was the fastest guy in the draft. Um, was definitely not ranked the top wide receiver, though. There's arguably he's the three to six wide receiver on the board. Exactly but, what um, I wanted the... to talk about. Yeah, the Raiders went for the fast guy in the draft, which. Shocker. Might, might, but might bite them in the ass. Uh, going forward, but uh, the Raiders always do. They always draft the fastest guy, can't catch, and he fizzles out in two years. Well, the yeah. one thing I'll say about this is I feel like they're pulling a Chiefs esque move where like they just get all the speedsters to run downfield and hurl it because Derek Carr has one of the better deep ball percentages, surprisingly. Yeah. So when you get a guy like Ruggs who can just burn everybody around him and just hurl it up, Derek Carr can hurl it up. Hey, maybe why not take a play out of the Chiefs playbook? It seems to work for them. It's a shame that John Gruden still isn't in the NFL booth and he's just the you know GM for the or uh, whatever head coach for the Raiders because you know for a fact that if he was in Monday Night Football, he's like, I'll tell you what, man, you got a guy like Henry Ruggs and he's that fast, he burn your defense, he's giving you rug burn every single day. Oh God. Never say that phrase. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, Mark. I don't want to hear it. Henry Ruggsburn. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. Shut up. No, stop. (laughs) I think Henry Ruggs was a surprise. Like, I get that he, I guess he probably fits their play style a little better. I mean, I probably would have taken Judy or CD, but um, Henry Ruggs is, yeah, he's on track to make something happen in Vegas. I think I think he would have been the perfect complement to a team that's already has an established number one. Um, just Wait, who is their stretch. number one? They don't have one. Okay. They want okay, Henry Ruggs to mean. be the number one. So he's a perfect guy to be like later. We're gonna talk about the Broncos. It's like someone to stretch the field for the number one. Like they, like Henry Ruggs would still be relevant, but right here he's he's meant to be the one. So it's gonna be fun to see um, how he's gonna perform this year. But yeah, it's 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 definitely a reach. But I feel like you never know. Is Renfro the one? I think or Ruggs is, is Waller the one. Right the one? Ooh, <laughs> I think right yeah, I know, but he could still be the number one. No, as of right now, would... the uh, they've got yeah, Ruggs is the one. Yeah, I think he'll be the one. Tyrell Wide receiver wise, yeah, I think it goes Tyrell Renfro, but then. Something we'll talk about later. We'll yeah, be there's a, close there's, up there. yeah, there's another guy in there, too. Uh, let's move from Ruggs down to the next wide receiver. Who, uh, Tristan Wirfs. No, I'm kidding. Surprising, <laughs> surprising uh, landing spot, I think, kind of took a lot of people by surprise. But Jerry Judy to Denver Broncos. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably the best all-around wide receiver in this draft. He was um, my favorite rookie coming in. Yeah, and another guy that you drafted in our rookie draft, Ryan. I did, yes, with the great, 109. Great guy to yeah, he's probably he's the best route runner um, of the group. But going to the Broncos, so kind of surprising because they already have Cortland Sutton. I think this would this would have been the perfect landing spot for Hunter Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got a stud to pair up next to Cortland Sutton. So the Broncos are just putting weapons around Drew Locke. I think if if yeah. Cortland is the one, and Judy is the two, that's a perfect like. Uh, it's like a light one, two, A B no. Juju one two punch. Yeah, it really is going to be that. What about uh, uh that kind of reminds me way back. Well, not way back in the day, but Roddy White and Julio. Yeah, similar. I mean, similar to Julio and Calvin Ridley. Like I think they, they're that very, much better comparison. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It's going to be one of those situations. They have Noah Fant. They got Melvin Gordon. They got in the in the uh, in the offseason. This arguably could be one of the best defenses or <laughs> offensive um, and defenses. Next to, and they also got a yeah. they also got Hamler too later on. There. KJ yeah, Hamler, yeah. I, the Broncos yeah, so, have been slowly moving up my uh, like most interesting teams to watch list. <laughs> absolutely. Because I think Drew Lock, I think Drew Lock is the guy. I think he's gonna do well, especially surrounded by weapons like this: Melvin Gordon, Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Fant. Like, come on. Yeah, definitely has a small sample size, um, but for what he did play last year, it looked it looked good. Um, Here's a if question. He, if he, go ahead. Yeah, finish go what ahead. you're going to say. I say if, if Drew Locke cannot perform with this team, <laughs> he will never get a starting job again. I, I will agree with that. But here's my question. <laughs> I, I kind of put Drew Locke and Daniel Jones in the same category. Who do you think yeah. does better twenty this year, 2020? Um, my money's on Locke. And I, I'm, I'm very high on Daniel Jones, too. I would do Drew Locke just because he has better receiving weapons as of right now. And a more complete would, offense. I'm gonna say Daniel Jones because I think really? he is. I think he's more talented. Um, I think that Vic Fangio is a defensive coach. He has. He is not an offensive mind, so it's gonna Very be true. there's 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 gonna be some issues with this offense. It's it's gonna be like the Browns last year, where it's just like it's gonna be like the best offense in football. But you're gonna you're gonna you're definitely gonna hit some growing pains. I don't know about that because the Browns did have an abysmal O line, and like when you say coming from Vic Fangio, former uh, defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, is the head coach of the Broncos. He has yeah. that defensive mindset, so like you know, an offensive line is like a form of defense, and I think. Yeah, I don't know where their offense their offensive line stands, but I haven't heard anything crazy. I mean, it's probably decent, you know, but. Um, I don't know. I think I think you could you there's gonna be something. Something's gonna go on with that team. It's it's like too perfect. Too good to be true. <laughs> Another too good to be true. So uh according to Well, okay. Well this is according to the oh no, pro football focus. The uh the Broncos have the twelfth best O line in the league. Yeah, I mean I think I think it's gonna be really good. I don't know how they're gonna split up all their offensive weapons because Gordon, they spent decent money on him. They're gonna use them, you that, know. That's true. It's, they have Philip Lindsay just chill in the background. Royce <laughs> Freeman in the other background. Always you know? pull it's something like, off, Lindsay. You know, so I don't know what they're gonna look like in, in the, uh, in the red zone. So it's it's, it's gonna be fun to see. So if you, it's, it's definitely one of the teams I want to watch. Yes, Jerry Judy. That's why we gotta get a uh, Sunday ticket because goddamn, we'll never see a Broncos game here in That's Chicago. So true. <laughs> 
Let's go down to the next wide receiver off the board. This one, okay, this one was more of a surprise than I think anybody. Uh, Yeah. C.D. Lamb, 17th overall to Dallas. Ryan, this is your team, brother. Yeah, um, I will say, all right, well, here are my teams. I got the Bears, the Cowboys, the Bills. Bills Mafia, stand up. Uh, It does not surprise me that... um, What's his name? Jerry Jones took like the most flashy player off the board. <laughs> in his in his in his yacht. In his on his yacht. Oh, don't even fucking get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> also, the fact that I think he knew the next like because the Eagles were up like three picks after that they were obviously trying to get a wide receiver, and I don't think he wanted the Eagles to get Ceedee Lamb. Probably the one of like it's Jerry Judy and Ceedee Lamb were like the top two yeah. wide receiver yeah. prospects coming out. I like Judy better, but Ceedee Lamb is also really great. Um, I think that was a real uh, fuck you move from the Cowboys, which is, you know, it's a little payback for them, uh, for the Eagles taking Dallas Goddard a couple years yeah. ago in the draft. I, uh, yeah, I think he's still going to do good <laughs> despite being with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. I think yeah. I heard Gallup the most fantasy wise. Definitely. Out of all of it. Cooper is still going to get his targets. They signed him to that huge deal, so they're still going to throw it to him, but. Um, I feel like that hurts Michael Gallup the most because they're going to move Amari to the slot, I heard. And slot receivers just eat. Yeah, no, I, I think I think um, at first everyone thought this was going to be like a terrible landing spot for CD. But I think it's actually a pretty damn good spot. Like uh, like Mark just said, that he's going to be running the squat. Um, I think he's going to be successful like going forward too. I think he's going to take – He's he's gonna end up being the two to the one going going forward, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun to see this. Yeah, I, plus I, like Mike McCarthy too. Like he, he had like a couple years where he had um, like like during his uh, time in Green Bay, he had like uh, Jermichael Finley for a year or two as his top tight end, but he didn't really use tight ends all that much. But he used uh, you know he used Greg Jennings, James Jones, jo- uh, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Donald Driver, like interchangeably throughout those years, and all of them you know in their primes put up good numbers. So it's just going to be. I feel like the offense going to be pretty similar to um, to what Green Bay had going on, you know, like six years ago. <laughs> six years yeah. ago. <laughs> well, they they started tail off when everyone started getting old. So like I'm just trying to give like a glimmer of hope for that offense. <laughs> yeah. So as of right now, it's Amari as the one, Gallup as the two, Lamb as the three. But I can see a, a fierce competition to take over for two there. Yeah. Um. So Mark Ryan said his three teams are the Bills, the Bears, and the Cowboys. Who are your three teams? <laughs> well, in your in your view, I'm I gave a you Warriors. Redskins and Bengals fan, but in reality, I'm a Bears, Chargers, and I made a deal with Shane that I would be a Steelers fan as my third favorite team if he took the Bears as his third. All right, so you're just a slut for teams. I'm so I'm obligated by contract to say the Steelers are my third favorite team. Yeah, I'm arguably like not even a Bears fan anymore, so I'm taking the Eagles, the Colts, and the Bills. I'm also on this Bills mafia. And I would say uh, the Broncos are an honorary fourth place. For oh, me. they're getting they're getting close. I'm yeah. about. I was really I was really close to changing my uh, sleeper avatar to the Broncos. So. <laughs> well, you hopped All on right. my Bills bandwagon. Why don't you hop on my Broncos bandwagon, brother? <laughs> let's All right, so let's let, move to the Eagles. Yeah, so the Eagles drafted wide receiver Jalen Rager. 
Um, obviously, Which... they wish CD Lamb was on the board, mm-hmm. but I think this was the most expected landing. Like after CD was taken, I think this was the most expected landing spot for Regor. Was the Eagles? Yeah, the the Eagles needed a wide receiver so bad. Oh, like God. I'm surprised Even... that they did. Yeah, I I'm surprised they didn't trade up, you know, into the top, you know, 15 picks I to agree. try to get one of these big guys. Um, but they got Jalen Rager. I mean, he played for TCU. Um, I think it's a great landing spot for him, especially this first year. Uh, I think he's going to be relevant fantasy this year just because they have no options. And He'll Carson definitely Wentz, be relevant. And they are in a pretty uh, pretty decent offense right now. So, um, When it comes to, like, redraft leagues, which one of those uh, top three guys are you targeting most? CD, Jer- Judy, or... Um... Regor, like which one do you think will do the best? For me, it's I would between, say Ray. Yeah, Regor and uh, Judy. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I think CD is gonna have still some low key value um, if he's running out of the slot, but he'll Sorry, be he'll be one of those water. late round. Uh, he'll be one of those like uh, late week like league winners. I think CD. I think so too. But uh, yeah, I think so too. I think Rhaegar is definitely out of like fantasy wise for redraft league. I think I think Jalen Rhaegar is definitely the most like uh, ready to perform. According to the Eagles depth chart, it's uh, they, <laughs> oh they got Alshon, Deshaun Jackson, and Jalen Rhaegar, but both those guys will get hurt in week two. So we'll see. You're right. <laughs> All right. So one pick after um, the Vikings pick up Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about him, Mark? Uh, yeah. So I actually had. My first pick in this year's draft was a 12th overall pick, still in our second round. And I was kind of aiming for a running back, but those are all gone. And uh, I saw Justin Jefferson fall to me, so I'm like, okay, how do I not pick him? And just watching tape, I didn't really know much about him. I just knew he played for LSU. And I, you guys are going to laugh because I always have player comparisons for guys. but Players uh, that nobody's ever heard of. In this, in this just, podcast, you have one player comparison to guys on your team. So make sure you choose have, it wisely. <laughs> no, you get one. You have one. Choose wisely. One. I, I have one. I have two. I have choose two wisely, Mark. All right, I'll no, go. You, with you have one. You have I'll one. go. All right, I'll go. Justin Jefferson first. Um, Not first only. He, he <laughs> remind, all right, if I'm correct on this one, I get a second. How about that? No, you no, you don't. You Just, get one. What do you gotta say? So, all right. He reminds me in terms of route running and ability to get open. He reminds me a bit of Keenan Allen. Hmm, that's yeah. bold praise. Yes, um, I would say that he's he's in a great position. He is he's a really good route runner. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the probably the top three of the group. And yeah, Wait, Kenan, question, question. Do I get go. a second one now because I got that no, one right? No, Jesus Christ! Wait till we you get, get there. One, you get one care. because because this one's pretty. I'll give you I'll give you this one. He is he is he is pretty similar to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen wasn't the. I mean. Keenan Allen didn't have the draft stock that Jefferson had going for uh, going into this draft. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, great route runners, great hands too. Yeah, and I feel like maybe next year he'll take over that number one spot for Thielen. But also Thielen, Thielen plays the slot a lot, and he's gonna be their outside guy. You think a rookie is gonna take over picks. Adam Thielen for the one next year? Yeah, Thielen's thirty-one and it's never. He's had like four good seasons. It, I don't know. I don't like Thielen. So uh, you're a bold man, I my think <laughs> I mean, it is it is definitely possible, but Adam Thielen just doesn't have like the miles on him that you know he hasn't taken a beating 
at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is it is possible, but I think he steps in perfectly into that Stefan Diggs role. Definitely. Which is still he, very, yeah, which still very relevant. As the one. Yeah. Okay. I'll see him. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll see you that he'll be the 1B to just like Diggs was. So Thielen. Well, the, yeah. the Diggs and, and Thielen was kind of flipped back and forth a lot, like the 1A, the 1B, but. But but uh, Thielen has uh, Justin Jefferson has really good. Um, I feel like he's gonna have a couple like game changing plays throughout the season. Like he might not he might not like flash right away, but there'll be like two to four games I think where it's like okay I see why this guy was like a high pick. You think he'll pull like <laughs> a Calvin Ridley rookie season? Uh, yeah, it's something similar to that, but he won't be thirty in his rookie season, so like he'll be. <laughs> Yeah, and as much and as much shit as Kirk Cousin gets, he is a very accurate deep ball thrower. But um, can't perform under right, pressure so, though. Except yeah. on Monday night. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, going forward to the twenty fifth pick of the first round, we got Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State um, to the Forty Niners. Um, this was somebody that the Forty Niners said would have taken at the fourteenth pick that they had from the Colts, but yeah. traded back, which is crazy to me when all those guys are on the board. Um, but shows what kind of capital he's bringing with him to this team. So clearly he fits the system. It reminds yeah, me know. of, so that is exciting and all like having, you know, a, a guy like a team say like they're super high on a rookie. Cause like, it just reminds me of that trap that everybody fell into with David Montgomery last year, <laughs> a team yeah. moving up to pick him, the Chicago bears moving yeah. up to pick, uh, and the, to pick Montgomery and then, well, one, just not utilizing him at all. But also the fact that, hey, for wide receivers, it's a lot harder to fit into a new season and a new system. And considering the fact that everything's under quarantine and California is like the most strict about it, it's also another factor to pay attention to. Yeah. And a little like David Montgomery right there. Um, I know we fell for that trap, but it's just like, it's just just the thing that David Montgomery is one of the probably five or six workhorse roles in the NFL right now. How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like he has the backfield and there's no one close to him. You know, no. similar to Barkley. You know, it's just like no one's around him that's gonna compete for touches. Now that we're talking about the Bears running back, since uh it is our home team, but we're homers, but at the same time, I think this year is Here's some draft stock for some draft tips for next year's uh, redraft leagues. Now I think this a... is a career year for Tariq Cohen. I Ooh. think I think that they they okay two years ago they used him as a wide receiver basically just just straight up wide receiver. Last year they tried to get him into that running back role a lot more with Demont. I think they realized he's basically a wide receiver. This is Tariq Cohen's year. I think. Tariq Cohen is a completely undervalued running back that yeah, is, is set to explode. Like career career fantasy year. I'm calling it now. Alright. Who has a better fantasy season? Anthony Miller or Tariq Cohen? Mark, you can't compare guys on the same team at different positions. It's, you it's said there he's a wide though. receiver. Yeah, he'll okay. just be a pass catching running back, is what well, I mean. I will say I will say that uh Tariq Ooh, I think Tariq Cohen still has a better season. Yeah, points wise, points wise, we're gonna do points. Uh, yeah, I think he has a better season points. than Anthony Miller. Um, but yeah, I think Ayuk is actually in a great position. Debo definitely broke out last year as a rookie, um, so it's gonna be really fun to see who gets who's gonna emerge at the end of the season as the number one for that team. 
So even though they are a run heavy offense, it's it still has definitely some value. a run heavy offense. Which, but they've you know they've lost some pieces now. <laughs> looking here real quick, Debo Ayuk, Trickborn. Who was the fucking dude that everybody was hyped on? Pettis, Dante yeah, Pettis. Do you I, think I, he I falls such... into the Pettis trap? Uh, no, I think I, Pettis was a, was smaller, more undersized, really skinny guy with terrible work ethic. Um, he was supposed to be the next big thing with second round pick, um, but just didn't pan out. I think Ayuk, I think Ayuk will be the number one for this team at the end of the season. I think Debo is more of a gadget player, but we will see. You think? Okay, you think Debo or you think Ayuk takes over for Debo? I think he ends up being the number one at the end of the season. I think wow. he's just more of like a better route runner, talented guy. Debo just was used in like, like so many different ways, which is awesome for him. But it's just like for a receiver, I think it's going to be Ayuk. Interesting. I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do. You know, watching the yeah. Super Bowl losers play, see what happens with yeah. them, see what changes they make. Let's move on to the 26 overall pick, probably the most surprising pick in the entire draft. Uh, this was uh was 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 definitely interesting. At the same time, it was eye opening, and it was Jordan Love to the Packers. Yeah, um, eye opening in the fact that you see how uh, Green Bay uh, is running their operation. Just hates Aaron <laughs> Rodgers now. <laughs> Not necessarily they hate Aaron Rodgers. Like I get building for the future, and hey, I'll give I'll give Green Bay props. They're good at picking QBs. So, like, something the Bears have never been good at. Uh, Green Bay knows what they're doing when it comes to quarterbacks. So. But Jordan Love in the first one, it's a guy that could have gotten in, what, the late second, early third, probably, is uh, yeah, is man. a real testament to how they feel about him. I yeah. thought Jalen Hurts was a better quarterback prospect than Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I really I really like Jordan Love, like, as a prospect. He was super raw. So this guy, it make, I mean, it makes sense that they got someone because he's going to take a year or two, like, Definitely. Easily. And, yeah, so, you I know, mean, mm-hmm. That gives Rodgers time, but it also puts Rodgers on a clock. Like, but he's he's also thirty seven or something, so it's like he's getting there, you know. And and there's a possibility that they're gonna have like a Peyton Manning kind of Andrew Luck kind of situation where it's just like, yeah, you're old, and we want to move on and build. So something. basically, a Brett Favre and Rodgers thing from thirty oh, yeah. years ago. <laughs> you're, well, you're, yeah. So basically, the opposite end of what happened. It's kind of. It's, I mean, it was just. I think it was mostly surprising this pick because the fact that the Packers were a game away from the Super Bowl and they don't pick a wide receiver, like they don't pick a weapon to stack around Aaron Rodgers first round. That's what. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought they were going to take like a, a Michael. That's Pittman what everybody or thought. Someone like that. Everybody. And did. just any wide receiver, just because. One, you get another target for Rodgers and say next year to then, like Rodgers either leaves or he's just not the quarterback, you still have a young wide receiver who would be at that point, we'll say like 24, 25, with Devontae Adams at maybe like 29, 30, who's still good. That, like, okay, we still have some weapons to help our young guy out. But just the fact they drafted a quarterback kind of surprised me this year. That and the fact yeah. that Rodgers is still signed for the Packers through 2024. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be there for a while. I mean, actually, yeah, it was definitely. I'm on spot track, look, spot track looking at his uh, contract. He isn't out after next season. Oh, after the it, 2021 is, year. Is it team or is it? No, a potential out. Four years. Otherwise, to, uh, he's he's on for two more years till 2024. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he goes to the Patriots, <laughs> wins two Super Bowls, retires. I mean, probably could. <laughs> I, I've yeah. said it before. I'll say it again. Aaron Rodgers is the best QB to ever play the game. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of the most one of the best arm talents for sure. But there's definitely a puzzling um, pick. But you could you could see it long term. I, I I get it. I get it. It's a long term move, but at the same time, they're in win now. So pick up a wide receiver. Exactly. Fucking. But trade up. Take T Higgins. Take Pittman. Take anybody. Yep. And to round off the first round, the last pick of the draft that we thought there is no running backs going to come off the board. All yep. the good ones are still on the board. The Chiefs take Clyde Edwards Elaire. CEH. Uh, yeah. So this, this came guy out, coming out of. Oh, you can go for it. It came out that. Um, oh, Mark. Andy Reid. 34, baby. Oh, boy. Andy <laughs> Reid had uh, talked to Mahomes this, like, before the draft. Years. He's like. <laughs> Who who you want? And he's like Alaire. And then he's like, "All right, Alaire." Uh, just give me a just give me a running back, coach. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, it's crazy, I, but it's crazy to see a coach give that much respect to their quarterback, considering how we always see all these guys disrespected time and time could again. Can you imagine like Matt Nagy, like, "All right, Mitch, who do you want? <laughs> uh, can we get a wide? No, nope, we get an offensive tackle." <laughs> <laughs> Give me a give me a give me a tight end with the with, let the, with me, the first pick in the draft. Let me draft a corner who's supposed who has like a six round talent in the first round. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think Alaire is the most valuable like redraft fantasy like rookie running back. Um, yep, he's got sure. the one like let's see what their depth chart is right now. If it's not Alaire, it's gonna be uh, it's, Williams, it's but Damian Williams and Alaire, yeah. Williams is not uh, the guy. It's that's no more Darwin been proven. It, he's not the one. Sorry, it's buddy. gonna be. It's all right. <laughs> you live in. You live in. You learn. <laughs> yeah, you got. Uh, yeah. Who we got here? Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. So you have David. Or I mean, he yeah, gonna be the number Damian one on that team for sure. But uh, he has arguably the best hands of the draft. He is a little undersized though. He's what five eight, five seven, five eight. So he's he is pretty small. The whole but team's just, undersized. He'll be fine. He's 5'8", 205. Yeah. yeah, so he is a big, stocky guy. You see the um, – Small. Joe, Joe Burrow actually said during his one of his interviews that the best athlete he's ever played with was CEH. Which, yeah, that's crazy. Let me tell you, he played with Zeke at Ohio State. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and they, Mike Thomas – Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he was there at that time, but, yeah, it was probably pretty damn close. Um, yeah. But definitely had big expectations, and if Mahomes wanted him, that means he's going to use him. Definitely. So it's it, it's going to be fun to see. I think he's going to have a great season, and they finally got the running back, which is cool. Let's hope. Let's hope they figure out that Kansas City backfield because that backfield has been a, a real question mark in fantasy for a while now. But Ever if they're taking their first-round yeah. pick on a running back that Mahomes wants, that's money, man. I don't know what else to say about that. You're my new best yeah. friend. Let's. Uh... He was uh, the third, the third pick in our rookie draft, after after Burrow and Tua. Burrow and Tua, yeah. No, he was the fourth. It was Taylor was third. Oh, did I pick Taylor? I, I had a yeah, both. Yeah, bomb. Let's. Yeah, uh, so... That is the end of the first round. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll go. Uh, I guess we'll we'll speed through the second. We'll, we'll we'll get through the second. We probably won't get to the third round today, but there's not many to talk about in the third. Uh, yep. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back talking about the second round. Uh, this second round uh, of this draft was the running the running back draft the running back round. 
lot yeah, of so, all the RBs that everybody was hype about are finally getting off the board. Yeah. So, so oh, sorry, oh, Mark. Yeah, we'll power through it. See, Higgins good. Michael Pittman excited for him. Okay. Hey, hey, come on, come on, relax, Andrew. What did you have to say? Jesus. Yeah. So basically, at the beginning of this draft, like there, some of these running backs should have gone in the first round, but we were like over the past season we've seen the running backs just their value to be diminished you know they always no seem getting, to slide yeah no one's getting contracts anymore so in turn that means no one wants to draft them until the later rounds you know so even though um these guys we're going to talk about we're in the top 20 ranking like if you want to rank all the rookies they're going <clears> to <throat> slide because they don't teams don't value them as much anymore so yeah so the first the first pick of the second round was T Higgins uh, yeah, we talked out of about Clemson going to Cincinnati. Yeah, we've mentioned him. Uh, um, yeah, the second pick was Michael Pittman Jr. I, I want to talk a little bit about him because right after um, Jim Mersey, the owner, they're saying and they're saying that this guy is their ex receiver. Like they're they've they've they, uh, the coach uh, Frank Reich said it like right away. He was like, he's our ex receiver, so they're looking to him to be the number one. Wow, and that's a little crazy. Like, Wait, that's crazy. no, I mean they've got right. Kenny Galladay, man. No, the Colts. Oh, the Colts. With, I'm sorry. Yeah, so the Colts they have um that Paris Campbell that they drafted in the second and third round last year, and Ty. They're saying that this guy is going to be their ex receiver, which I think is crazy. Yeah, as of right now, they've got Ty at the one, Pittman at the two, Campbell at the three. Yeah, but if you go on Sleeper, I think it says in his description that Frank Wright came out saying that he wants them to be the X, and that's that was that's pretty big because I actually wasn't that high on him. I remember looking at some of his tape. Um, he looks like just a big body, good hands, but just slow. He he is he is pretty slow, um, similar to like a JJ Arcega Whiteside kind of kind of player. So it was like it has potential to bust. But that's pretty big praise coming out of Indianapolis. Definitely, yeah. It's like one of those situations where when uh, when a team reaches or is super high on a guy, you know they're going to use him. They're going to be valuable yeah. for fantasy. So yeah, he's another uh, one to watch out for. All right, Mark. All you, brother. Oh, who are we on now? First running back, <laughs> second round, DeAndre Swift yeah. to the line. Oh, I, I was just saying that because we, you, you said we want to go through running backs. Um, DeAndre Swift. I mean, I guess he's in a good situation, sort of. I mean, everyone has two running backs. And... He's in a good situation know, considering think... they have who Carry I think on. a lot of people would, yeah, a lot of people would think of as like a high-end, you know, a, a, a good fantasy asset, carry-on. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they pick, they go and pick one. Of, I, personally, he was my number one running back in this rookie draft. Yeah, um, mine too. That says a lot for his draft stock. That uh, a team with already a, a established running back would go for Swift. Um, I think he will take over from Carry On because you've got the injury concern with Carry On and the fact that something about the the Lions they just don't like him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Even when he was healthy, yeah. like he wasn't seeing the workload that everyone thought he would. Yeah, I would say this draft definitely. There some like some of the positions that these guys went in weren't the best. There's definitely going to be some competition, um, but yeah, it, it seems like yo really, as of right now they have Swift as a starter. The only issue that I see with that is that Carryon is on his rookie contract for what two more years, so it's just like 
he's going to get used. It's it's not like he's not going to be there. It's not like his his contract's ending after this year. No, he has a he's on contract a rookie contract for two years. So it's going to be it's going to be fun to see. But yeah, I the think Lions is, do they, they do like to run a a uh, committee because of um what's his name his coach came came from the Bill Belichick tree. Mm, yeah, and <laughs> carry because uh, like you saw with carry on's like rookie year when everyone thought it was going to blow up. It was. You saw a lot of um, what's his name Blunt out there. Oh my god! In the goal line, that was terrible. <laughs> so I yeah. remember. I don't know. I don't know what what team he was on, but it was it was it was always like I think it was like two weeks straight, where it's just he had a really good game, but no touchdowns. Yeah, it was all Legarrette Blunt was the red zone. So it looks like Carryon Scott this year in twenty twenty one, and then he's a free agent. So two yeah. years. Okay. All right. Well, then going forward to the ninth pick of the second round, I think my favorite running back of this class, I think the most talented, uh, Jonathan Taylor to the Colts. Yeah. So he is running behind the best offensive line in football. Um, Only thing that scares me is his usage in yeah. college. That's the only thing that can scares you, me. Can you believe he was used nine hundred like 900 carries in three years? So much. <laughs> like, that's insane, man. Like he came in, he came in into his rookie year as the workhorse. Like his freshman year of high school, of, of college. So that as an eighteen year old, remember you and eight when you were eighteen. Imagine going into one of the biggest colleges in football, <laughs> like three hundred carries against NFL talent. Like, it's that's so crazy. crazy. Yeah, he's he is uh, he's a monster. As a uh, looking at the uh, Colts depth chart, he's still behind Marlon Mack officially, but. You know, Marlon Mack is that he's also that's the thing. Marlon Mack also is that workhorse role. Like they're both the yeah. the three down, they yeah. just run it. And then you've got like Naeem Hines is in the third. Like I wonder how that's gonna work out for a team that usually had a workhorse and a pass catcher. Maybe it'll be something similar to the Panthers back in the day with uh D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, where they're both. Why is all your football monsters? knowledge the football knowledge of a man who's forty six years old? Yeah, it's true. What the uh, well, heck, okay, like Mark, maybe, I remember younger than us, is, man. I'm trying to think of a good uh, running back tandem. So, like, like there's running back tandems in the NFL now, but they're not, like, you know what I mean? It's not guys that stand out. If yeah, you, if you know I, what I mean. Like, I get, I get it. It's, it's like, rare to it's see like, yeah. a running back tandem that's two bruisers. Like, yeah, that too. Usually, well, you got the Marlon bruiser Max, and the pass catcher. Marlon Mack's more elusive, though. Like he's a good pass catcher and pretty dude. Elusive. He doesn't catch passes Isn't at all. He doesn't catch passes at all. I, th- I think I think he he has the ability to, but the Colts don't really yeah. have with that because yeah. you know, especially now. I th- I think I think after this year, Jonathan Taylor will have this backfield. I think it's going to take him a little bit, maybe to the end or an injury mm-hmm. for Jonathan Taylor to get really good usage, which kind of sucks, but um. I think he is the best, and behind this offensive line, this dude can absolutely destroy. Like, and it's it's crazy. Like, the, so basically, oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's right. His ceiling is 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 probably the highest out of everybody. All right, uh, Mark. Yeah. Over under, fifteen catches for Marlon Mack, last year. Like last year, uh, I feel like it was like probably like twenty five catches last year. He had fourteen catches. <laughs> oh you know what? I take back what I say. Um, but I realize though is that 
Marlon Mack and Carryon Johnson are basically in the same situation. Yeah, they are, and they're both on one yeah. person's team in our dynasty league. But that's, and they both yeah. play, and they both play for teams that play in domes, and their main colors are blue and white. Yeah, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone in our uh, in our dynasty team owns Carryon Johnson and Marlon Mack. Yeah, it's a rough so it, rough situation for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Damian Williams. They own Damian Williams too. Yeah, so. He had three guys, and all those all those rookies ended up on my team. <laughs> okay, brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to be useful for me this year, though. So it's, no, it's, for it's, sure. It, it, those are guys that are. They all have people ahead of them. But uh, yeah, it was for me like coming out of this running back class. It was between Swift and Taylor. I just like Swift better. But landing spot wise, I think I like. Actually, no, I think I still kind of like Swift landing spot better. But Taylor, Taylor is a goddamn beast yeah he is a beast all right going to the 10th pick of this draft you got another wide receiver coming off the board to the jaguars lavisca chenault lavisca chenault great name do you guys know yeah do you guys know much about him mark do you know anything about him i know he's like really athletic but he has injury problems that's why absolutely yeah so this guy is like a beast like athletically a beast but yeah he's he got he got he got injured running the 40 i think in the draft and ended Mm. up being like an abdominal issue um, but he has, he has a lot of like Cordero Patterson, um, comparisons just cause of his body. Uh, it is very, is very quick, but you know, he can also, he can also play like a tight end. I think this is great for the Jags if he could stay healthy. It's the, the Jags have a lot of young wide receiver talent. So like, I don't know, like, I don't know what they plan to do with that. Cause the, the Jags are a huge anomaly. Cause like the, it seems like they're running with Minshew and then they've yeah. got, you know they've got Lavisca. They've got um, who the fuck do they have? DJ Chark, Chark Westbrook. Westbrook, yeah, and Fournette in the backfield. So they, so their their offense is actually not that bad, but it's just seeing if they're gonna pan out and if they're gonna, you know, work well together. So, um, let's see. Going forward to the next pick of the draft was the first tight end off the board to our <laughs> Bears, Cole Komet. <laughs> Tight end number fifteen, baby. <laughs> yeah, the Bears have how many tight ends on our roster? They had nine? at that time. They, they had ten. Um, I know everyone was like, "Oh, tight end," and I know I was guilty of it, but it makes sense. The Bears tight ends we, are awful. He's a young dude. He seems like he has. And he's from the area. He's from fucking so. what Rolling Meadows or whatever. No, he's from yeah. Barrington. Barrington, same shit. Yeah, so he he lives like thirty minutes away from us, and it was kind of cool that. They had a little little uh, draft parade. We should have gone, man. I, wish I know you keep this. saying that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I don't He's know like this kid, man. Oh fuck! Outside of his house, is freaking chilling. And, Yo, Cole, uh, did you guys see the like Nagy called Cole Komet and was like, "Hey, man, like you're the guy. Like we're yeah. picking you, like around his family." That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. But Mark, do you have anything you want to talk about him? I feel like you. Uh, I don't. I don't expect much. I don't expect too much production out of him. I expect maybe like two or four touchdowns this year. Um, I think he's gonna be behind Jimmy Graham, but um, maybe yeah, next year. I think considering they gave him a two-year, sixteen million dollar contract, but yeah, Cole Komet yeah. is one of those. But I think like, next year will be good. This draft class was tight end. Like it was real weak at tight end, and he was the best really on the weak. board. Uh, still, that being said, like, come on, Bears, you got too many tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need that many tight ends. <laughs> We need an offensive lineman. That's what we needed, but um, we got that right, later so going, in the draft. But yeah, 
Yeah, so going forward in the draft, we're not going to talk too much about him, um, but it's KJ Hamler, the Broncos, getting another offensive piece. He's he's a super small guy. I think he's like also 5'8", five, 5'9", five, like well under 200 pounds um, out yeah, of he's Penn 5'9", 178. Ooh, he is He's small. tiny. <laughs> yeah, 178 is very small. Um, I, th- I think he's just going to be just an extra piece. They're going to be used once in a while, but nothing too crazy. Just has good draft capital. He has the same um, birthday as my sister. Oh, that's nice. Down to the year. But I wish I wish Shane was here for this pick, but the Steelers picked on the 17th pick in the second <laughs> round. Chase Claypool that he reached in our rookie draft now, at, I, what, the 13th pick? I did not realize Claypool was a second-round stock. Like, he had the second-round draft value on him. I thought he was he, later than that. But, yeah, uh, Shane picked him at the, yeah, the third pick of the second round. Yeah, so he he definitely reached a little bit for him. Um, he is good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a big guy. He plays like a tight end. Um, but they're, they have a crowded wide receiver, at least for this year. You know, they have Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and now Chase Claypool. There's a lot there. Um, yeah. But so the, the Steelers... He actually, he has, Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I mean, they turn out really good run- or wide receivers. So. Exactly what I was going to say. The Steelers, had, well, they did lose their uh, their great wide receiver coach, rest in peace. But uh, the Steelers still have a yep. knack for turning out stud wide receivers. The Steelers, in, in general, they're 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 great. They they can turn any running back, any wide they receiver have, into studs. One thing they do have is just great coaching, great scouts, and they have a good front office. I, I do like the Steelers in that in that sense. It is um, um, annoying to see a team that actually knows how to draft. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it was it was good to see. But you know, you don't know how at the end of the season. Like, if you were to rank their wide receivers from one to four, like at the end of the season, how do you think they rank out between For Juju, Chase, Deontay, and James Washington? It's going to be Juju, Deontay. Washington Claypool. Though the last two are are close. Yeah, but I agree. I would. I'd probably switch Chase and James Washington. But you get my point, you know. So Deontay is definitely the two, and Juju's definitely the one. But from there, it's it's a toss up. I mean, a lot of people can make the case that Deontay Johnson is the one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially all right, the the Pittsburgh homer. Go ahead. Andy. I know. I wish. I, I wish he was here, so he'd be. He'd yeah. Be, he'd be talking so much great things about it, but we'd be like, uh, I don't know. Did you know when he was in seventh grade, he saw a cat from a tree and he saved it. Let's move on to the fifty-second <laughs> overall pick. You've got Cam Akers running back to the Rams, out of Florida yeah. State. This so, kind of uh, killed the Daryl Henderson hype. So. Well, let me let me let me speak on that, my friend. All right, all right. Uh, an article came out just today. Today is May 21st, 2020. An article just came out today that the Rams are expected to run a committee with Akers, Henderson, Akers and Henderson, basically. And then I'm sure some Brown mixed in there. But uh, I think, you know, a lot of people have been drafting Akers to be the next girly, but I think the Rams have other plans for him. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems... I think Cam Akers is one of the most talented guys. Um, it's kind of news to me that they're going to be running the the committee. Um, but the Rams also have one of the arguably the worst offensive line in football. 
you know, and Cam Akers is coming from the worst offensive line in college football, you know, so he, he's coming into a shitty situation already. The fact that he did so well with such a shitty offensive line, like, bodes but well for him. Also college. Exactly, also college. exactly. Yeah, so um, I think I think he's one of the most talented guys. He is. He was a five-star recruit. So out of all these running backs, I think there's only one or two. Um, and Cam Akers is one of them. And he completely, you know, went to the shitty offensive line. But I think I think I think he will end up being the number one on this team. I will agree with that. I think he'll be a, a later like he'll develop later, like around week eight or nine. You'll see him start to take over. But right. uh, I think for the first half of the season, you're definitely going to see a lot of um, Acres and uh, Henderson. Yeah, and it'll be a fight for the, the job. We'll see. Who knows? Because Henderson really didn't get that much love last season. Like he didn't get a lot of opportunities. No. So if Henderson yeah. can't, I mean, you know, it could be either or. But I would say Acres probably has the advantage. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, so going to the twenty-first pick of this of this second round. Um, you got Jalen Hurts to the Eagles. QB to the Eagles. QB in the oh, second wow. round. That was a surprising one, too. I do not like to see that. I do not like to see that. I'm a Carson Wentz owner. <laughs> um, yeah, me and you traded just, right before the draft, brother. Yeah, yeah it just muddies <laughs> it muddies up that just just that just that QB situation. I know Carson Wentz gets injured, but it's just like I don't know. I think it's just, it, 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 it muddies it up so the well. situation a lot because the Eagles, you know, Carson Wentz was basically playing. What, was it his rookie year he started really playing? Like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. the fact that they, they have faith, like Wentz isn't. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I don't think Wentz it's, is. I don't think Wentz is the Eagles future. Don't uh, say that to year. me. Don't say that to me. His <laughs> second year in the league, before he got, before he tore his ACL against the Rams. I mean, he's on track for MVP. This, I was watching the games. But that yeah, yeah that that second year as a player, there was a case for him to be the MVP of the league, and then he tore his ACL, and then he was just never like the last two two seasons has been hobbled by. He's Eagles never played a playoff games. game, and the Eagles have been in the playoffs every year since he's been on the team. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah. Oh my god, that is insane to me. <laughs> so he's got he's got there's something there with him, like because he gets him that far, but he always gets hurt, and the fact that they spent yeah. a second round draft capital when they could have gotten another wide receiver still. Is it it does not I would say out of like backup QBs taken, Hertz is the most valuable, I would say. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, I would say I would say Jordan Love still is because I think he's a better talent. But much longer but, term. Yeah. Hertz yeah, has potential yeah. to literally start this season. And he yeah. can be good. He he can be good because he's a running quarterback. He's very Athletic. He's he's probably the most athletic out of everybody. Sounds a lot in this. like Carson Wentz. If you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds, like, it sounds, like, it sounds like Lamar Jackson is what it sounds like. All right, <laughs> let's not get super crazy now, but I yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun to see how this um, quarterback situation rounds out. But um, move on with two picks with later. A twenty. Yeah, we got J.K. J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State to the Ravens. That was surprising. I love it. I love it, man. I, I marked, think this was them. a surprising but also not surprising pick because you've got Lamar Jackson, who's basically a running back, but who has already been on record saying, like, I'm going to run less next year. And you've got That's Mark crazy. Ingram, who's, you know, uh, an older veteran running back who I think this is his last year with the Ravens. 
Uh, and yep. then you've got what Justice Hill, that scrub, Mark. Hey, <laughs> I know you love Justice Hill, history. but come on, he is a scrub. Are you gonna take Justice Hill is a good trade candidate? I no, he's like not. That. Are you gonna take NFL Justice stuff. Hill or J.K. Dobbins? Like right yeah. now, I'm thinking J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, because he's gonna be the one-two punch. He's gonna be the Camara to the maybe Ingram. A team like maybe a team trades for like Justice Hill training camp. No you know? one's gonna trade for Justice Hill, bro. I'll trade for Justice. He's gonna fade into I'll, obscurity in a year. I'll give you my next year fourth for Justice Hill. I'll do you one better. I'll give you my next year first. fifth, higher number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jacob Dobbins, I think, I think if if anything happens to Mark Ingram, if 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 he gets some sort of opportunity, he's gonna kill it. This, and which is this, totally. There's totally like like I hate talking about like you know players getting injured, but. A guy like Mark mm-hmm. Ingram, who's just a bruiser at his age, there. J.K. Dobbins is in a cush spot right now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and I think just going forward, he is he has so much potential. He's one of those right, guys so for redraft leagues that a late round flyer that could turn out to be a real real stud. Another guy I got in my dynasty team, love it. Yes, you do. You took all the running backs right. in the first round, but let's talk about Van Jefferson to the Rams. I literally almost skipped him. I like, <laughs> forgot that he was a wide receiver. He was, and this I picked was, him in my dynasty in my draft. This was crazy. This was a crazy pick. Well, they like, did, did lose. Um, wait, who did they lose? No, they didn't lose any. No, they lost. Um, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Cooks. Yeah. yeah. Who's course. also on my dynasty team? <laughs> he is on my dynasty team. <laughs> Uh, Van Jefferson was a uh, yeah so second round wide receiver stock. <clears throat> uh, after Cooks went to the Texans, you've got uh, it's basically the Robert Woods show, and then what Josh Reynolds like? Yeah, I think yep. Van Jefferson is, is there's I mean he's he's older when it comes to the wide receiver he's 24, but at the same time, you've got the Rams. There's a high powered offense. Like I'm gonna be honest, I don't trust Jared Goff to. Um, be the future of the Rams, but even though they've signed him on the monstrous deal, I don't think he's a good quarterback, but, you know, a team that's that heavy on offense, Van Jefferson, what, he's basically the two, right? Mm -hmm. He's the three. He used to have Woods and a cup. Cup, you're right. I totally forgot about cup. So, okay, he's the three, but still, the three, we saw Robert Woods was the three last year, two years ago. Yeah, and he yeah, no, you the definitely the for, for the Rams being such a pass, such an offensive team that the top three definitely um, carry value. Um, but I mean, he is one of the best route runners on like in this draft. And his dad also is a what is a wide receiver coach for the Jets. Mark, uh, Mark, yeah. what's your what's your opinion on uh, father and son NFL duos? What's your dumbass take? <laughs> Yeah. I think, uh, like, guys, just, guys. I think, I think uh, a guy drafted, he'll be able to learn the NFL better because his dad played. You're just salty that I got Thad Moss and you don't. I didn't <laughs> want fucking Daddy as well, you bum. Yeah, you did. You brought him up like four times in three days. Like, oh, he wants Thad Moss. Ridiculous. I like, could just be like nothing and be like, guys, Thad Moss got picked up by the Redskins. I'm like, oh, Ryan. Wants I just mentioned it because I know you'd fucking lose your mind. No, I purposely didn't say anything because I didn't want him. Uh huh. Well, you took him. So, Van Jefferson, I think he has some potential. Let's go. We got Denzel Mims to the Jets. Dude, I love this pick. This is one of the guys I wish I ended up in this draft. 
Um, goes to a terrible coach. But yeah, I, probably one of the worst coaches in the league. Yeah, Denzel Mims, a receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's but he's a fucking stud coming out of Baylor. I think one of the most explosive guys in this draft. But you know, he should be good. I think I think there, there's not many options on that team right now, other than what freaking Perriman and Jameson Crowder. Oh so. yeah, Perriman's there. That's right. Forgot about him. There's 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 definitely going to be targets on this team. Yeah, for that, well. For him. You know, okay, did you guys see that fucking whack-ass article about how, like, uh, who was it? Someone was, like, some NFL analyst was, like, uh, out of all the QBs in the last three years, I'm taking Sam Bradford every time. Did you see that shit? Sam Darnold? Or Sam, yeah, Sam Darnold. Not Sam Bradford. Like Sam, Sam Darnold Bradford. every time. What is this? No, some dude is so high on Sam Darnold. It's like, dog, what has he shown you to be, like, the guy? I would say over the last three years, I would go... Kyler Murray, then you can maybe, maybe, bro, maybe. We're talking, we're talking Lamar. Oh wait, I forgot. Josh about Allen, Baker. Shut up. Not Baker. I would, I would definitely. <laughs> I would do. I would do. I would pick Baker over Darnold. See, but Josh Allen or not Josh Allen, um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. We his his was a freaking dark throw. Like it was, it was not like a. Like you before the draft, like it was a little crazy. You know, he had no, he had a pretty, he just wasn't accurate. He couldn't throw the ball. He could run, but it's just like his was a little different. He had to go to the right situation, which which he did. Which he did, and then you've got guys like Lamar Jackson, and then Sam Darnold. Like yeah. Sam Darnold, come on, man. I I see this a lot with like when you look at like uh, experts' opinions. They're all so high on Sam Darnold, but like, what's the why? He's never shown anything. Because- you're right, you're right. And he you've got the worst coach in the NFL. That's why. That's why. I think if he had a good coach, I think he'd be, he could he could do something. Hmm. But That's 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 rough right. for me. But yeah, Denzel Mims, I guess he'll be like the two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the two as a rookie is a good spot to be in. All yeah, right, I let's... think I think it'll be relevant. But yeah, last pick of this second round. Um, AJ Dillon, mm-hmm. another crazy pick from the fucking Packers. Packers, still um, no wide receiver. Kind of crazy. Yeah, running back out of Boston College. He's just a big boy. That's it. He, Mark? He, yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> basically, he's like a Derrick Henry, Jerome Bettis type of player. And um, he's just, he's not, I don't expect him to get a bunch of receptions, but that dude would just run over everyone. And I'm excited for what happens in the next couple of years. It's interesting. It kind of like, there was a lot of talk uh, leading up to this year, like what's going to happen with um, Aaron Jones. So I think the fact that they picked a running back early means he probably won't see a contract with Green Bay next year. Yeah, yeah I don't not. think so either. So it is interesting. I, I, I like that pick. Like A.J. Dillon and... Um, guy in the third round we won't talk about him antonio gibson they're both uh potential yeah. breakouts yep i agree anything yeah, else to say about aj dylan before we round this bitch out uh not really no like i should hate him because he's a packers player that's but, the end of the set yeah we finished we went through the second round yeah us bears fans we don't like packers players they don't have AJ <laughs> Dillon's age listed. That's interesting. I wonder how old he is. He's he's twenty two. He's forty six yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well let's uh let's round this bitch out. Mark, thank you for joining us. Um, Shane Kennedy here. I don't know why, but uh, 
<laughs> Still not entirely <laughs> he, clear. He kind of just ghosted us because we were talking before we started recording and then uh, just disappeared. Uh, Mark, where can they find you? Uh, nowhere. Okay. Andrew, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me at Andrew Krutoff on everything. A-N-D-R-W-K-R-U-T-H-O-F-F. K-R-U-T-H-O-F-F. Andrew spelled the normal way. <laughs> I'm not Ryan yep. Davidson. You can find Shane FF Beast King at Dumbass Fantasy on everything. Dumbass Fantasy Football Podcast on all the major podcast platforms. This has been the Dumbass Fantasy yeah. Football Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Dumbass Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to email us any questions or comments to dumbassfantasy at gmail.com.